Hi everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff, or Chaos for short, where the guest brings the topic and I tie it into Kingdom Hearts. I'm your host, Zach Lyons, and my guest for today is Colin Kaufman. Hello, sir. Hello. Great, great to be How here. How are we doing? I'm good doing, to have you. Doing pretty good, despite the weather. What's What's it like over there? Uh, it's, Back in it's snowing. good old Michigan. About, Man, see, I miss snow. Yeah, not, don't get a lot of that down there. No, certainly uh, don't. It, uh, it's it's not the first snow of the year, but it's looking like it's going to be the most we've had so far. Good one. I mean, in my opinion, good one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a nice change from it just being dry and dead leaves. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, getting into summer well and truly here, and it's just uh, quite humid and muggy, and that's not my ideal. I'd much prefer the cold snow. Yeah, yeah. But, same. you know, grass is always greener and all that. Yep. But so, uh, who are you? What do you do? Well, my name is Colin. I uh, I write for a website called Heavy Blog is Heavy, and uh, I'm currently between work at the moment. Very good. Um, Heavy, for anyone who doesn't know, Heavy Blog is like a, a metal site, right? Like a metal music, focused on metal music. Yeah, yeah. We cover all sorts of stuff, but extreme music is our forte. Right, and you uh, check I know us a out. lot of you guys over there, and it's a it's a good site, and it's grown a lot in the last few years. I feel. Yeah, it's amazing. Even if, even if you know, viewership for most blogs is down pretty much universally, we're still doing pretty decent numbers. Sure, no, it's 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 a good crew over there. I think, like, I I don't know all of you, but I know a lot of you, and I think you guys have a good good team over there. Yeah, we're there. They they put in a lot of work and. Like even if it's all just completely, I I wish we could pay everybody, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, as I hear it that. stands, <laughs> as it stands, ad revenue keeps the doors open, and that's about it. Sure, but it's it's definitely a passion project, and I'm pretty fond of a lot of our coverage. We don't really do news and review, uh, news and breaking stuff anymore, but we sure. do deeper dives into like extreme music and the culture around it. Mm, definitely. Very good. So, uh, in regards to fi- uh, not Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts, what is your topic for today? Well, I had never played the series. Um, when I had a PS2 and the game originally came out, there was so much other stuff that I just hadn't played, and so I never got around to it. S- before... Like, the last week or so, my total exposure to the series had been the infamous Parking Lot video. Okay. Which, um, if you're not oh, aware... Oh, oh, right. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking video. about. Yeah, yeah. So, I... For the unaware, uh, give a little detail to it. Give a little context. It took me a second. It's too... I, I hesitate to use the term cosplayers because they're just wearing winter clothing. <laughs> In the parking lot of a mall... Uh, sword fighting and yelling at each other, pretending to be uh, Sora and Roxas, I think. Okay. And yeah, it that was that's that's an ancient internet meme at this point. Right. Yeah. But before meme was a I, coined term. I'm. I, I've kind of by osmosis of my friend group had this this weird 
like impression of the series where some of my best friends it's some of their most cherished video game video games sure and then just being part of the internet i've gotten you know kind of mixed kind of you know uh they're great games everything from that to you know all the story is absolutely ridiculous yeah yeah which both statements can be true and are true in my opinion (laughs) i mean i think anyone expecting like this is you gotta you gotta keep in mind the team this is coming from i I mean like tetsuya nomura did final fantasy 10 which is amazing because it's ridiculous Sure. And I think at least so far, I mean, I'm only I'm only about four hours, five hours into the first game. I've been pretty impressed. I, I, I can I can definitely see that I would definitely missed out back in the early 2000s not playing this. And it's hard it's hard to believe like i mean obviously it's been upresed for the ps4 and xbox one and they added camera control i think to the first one on the joystick yeah but, probably yeah because i think on ps2 you controlled the camera with the r1 and r2 or yeah. r1 and l1 buttons it, it's really kind of hard for me to imagine like just the fact that these are PS2 games and the just the the enormity of the project, like the voice actors they got for this, sure. The music, the music is great. It's it's That's, interesting. The voice acting is one of the things that like consistently throughout the series is really good. Yeah, um, I mean, like in the first game, they're the big names. Aside from getting so many of the original Disney voices, it's uh. Like Billy Zane is the bad guy, and uh, Haley Joel Osment and Hayden Pettitier and David Gallagher and uh, I forget who Lance Leon's Bass. By. Lance Bass is Sephiroth. Oh yeah, good times. I I just like <laughs> getting getting like Alice's original voice actor to reprise her role. Oh yeah, years later is just that's incredible, mind blowing to me. Yet, like Disney. I can I can kind of understand why they haven't had Mickey in the game so far because sure. Disney would probably be like, you know, we're taking a risk here, Square. I'm not sure we want to let you use our mascot character. That was exactly it. Uh, so you haven't looked that up at all? No, I have not been spoiled on the plot at all. Okay, well, uh, that's that's uh, bang on exactly right. Uh, like, they've been interviewed before about it, and, like, apparently... When the game was greenlit, uh, Tetsuya Nomura was given permission to use Mickey Mouse in one scene, and one scene only. Wow. And so he's referred to throughout most of the game, but he is only in one scene, and it's a pivotal scene later on. That's all I'll That's, say. <laughs> I mean, it, and it did pay off because, I, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I know... I know from, like, being friends with people when the second game came out, and like going over their house and seeing them play parts of it that he's in the second game, but I just am not sure in what capacity because I'm at this weird junction where, you know, I'm playing it for the first time, but I've seen 
snippets of it's like tuning into a movie really late at night and only seeing a part of it yeah i hear you it's uh you're, you're familiar with it you're you've got that passing familiarity but you haven't actually experienced it for yourself yet yeah and the uh, aside from the like the music and the voice acting really holding up and being like back in like 2004 2005 this would have been like absolute pinnacle of video game voice acting Sure. Yeah, because like Final Fantasy X came out, and that was the first voice acted Final Fantasy game, and it was within a year that uh, it and Kingdom Hearts both released. I think it would have been because Final Fantasy X was two thousand one, I think, and Kingdom Hearts was two thousand two. Yeah. And yeah, to, it, God, it feels like time back then felt like it was like a year felt like so much longer. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. And to, it, it's kind of crazy for me to think that Final, the Ten was the first voice acted Final Fantasy, because all of my you know all of my memories obviously of the older games have the voice acting I did for them in my head when I was younger. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. That's half the fun of it, and that's like one of the reasons why I was actually kind of disappointed when it was announced that Ten was going to have voice acting because like oh, but. I've seen the character models, and I have I've already established voices in my head. I don't want that to be ruined. Yeah. And like when when Final Fantasy VII Advent Children came out, and all of a sudden you had official voice actors for Cloud and Tifa and Red Thirteen and everyone, and it's like, well, are they gonna be what I thought they were gonna be? And sometimes it's yeah, and sometimes it's not. And it's just a, a thing. It it's, it's for better it's, or for worse. It's hilarious to me that Lance Bass was the first official voice for Sephiroth. Yeah, and like if you didn't know, you wouldn't even think. You'd think, "Oh, cool, Sephiroth. He's in a game and he's voiced. That's great." Yeah, no, but this is one. Of how the many people? Boys. Yeah, how many people would have pegged that? Honestly, I probably not many because I, apart from Haley Joel Osment, who kind of sounds like, you know, I I can place him because I know what his voice sounds like. Sure, but he doesn't sound like he does in anything else. Sounds yeah, like I mean, he's like doing a character. Yeah, well, because in when the game was made, you know, the Sora was fourteen and Haley Jawsman was like thirteen, I think. So he was the character's age when he recorded for it. And, do you know um, what they're gonna do about that for th- for Kingdom Hearts three? Haley Jawsman's been Sora the whole series, and he still is. Cool. So I, I, I'm now, glad. I just it's yeah. It's like there have been a few s- shakeups. It's a it's ahead, a situation where you could see the casting, like the voice director going, "Come on, we need to record these lines. He's going to hit puberty." Yeah, it's interesting because uh, it was Kingdom Hearts and then Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which was originally a Game Boy Advance game, and it didn't have voice acting. It had some cutscenes that looked like PS2 cutscenes, which was really amazing on Game Boy Advance, uh, but there was no voice acting because the, the handheld just couldn't support that. Yeah. Um, but then when they remade Chain of Memories for PS2 and like redid the entire, because it was pixels on the Game Boy, but then they remade it completely like with the Kingdom Hearts One engine on PS2 a couple years later, and added voice acting into it. And Chain of Memories picks up immediately after the events of Kingdom Hearts One, and Kingdom Hearts Two is a year after Chain of Memories. So okay, so that's the prequel. No, it's it's Kingdom Hearts, then Chain of Memories, uh, then Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, okay. They released in that order, and that's 
the time the chronological timeline as well the difference being that there's that year in between chain of memories and kingdom hearts 2 and for 13 year old or 14 year old going to 15 years old it makes perfect sense for his voice to sound deeper and it very obviously does if you listen to Sora's voice in kingdom hearts 1 and kingdom hearts 2 it's very obviously deeper but because the voice acting for the remake of chain of memories was done after kingdom hearts 2 came out Sora sounds like Kingdom Hearts 2 Sora in Chain of Memories, even though that year hasn't passed yet. So if you play it, like you've got the the collection, uh, the story so far, right? Mm -hmm. So if you keep going, if you play Kingdom Hearts 1 and then go straight to Chain of Memories, you'll see that it's immediately after. Like the finale, uh, like the the final cutscene in Kingdom Hearts 1, that's where it picks up at Chain of Memories. And Sora's voice is very noticeably not as... Uh, high pitched, <laughs> so it's kind of jarring because of that time jump. But even still, they they made it work, and Haley Jossman stuck it out, and I really respect and appreciate that. I, I think he's a, a good enough actor to be able to mm. you know pull off the same character. How, God, how long has it been since two? That was like two thousand and six, five or two thousand six, yeah. And so now it's been like thirteen years. So he was the same age as Sora when the first game came out. Now he's like. 30 or 31. <laughs> wow. So playing a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old. Yeah, that was 2006, 2005 in Japan. Right, yeah. I've heard... See, the thing about 2 is... 2 was what got my friends talking about, like... when I remember them buying it and getting home and playing it and then talking to me the next day and going, I have no idea what's going on in this game. Had they played one? Yeah, they played one. Okay. But... I was going to say, cause if they hadn't played one, then fair enough. If they had played one also fair enough, because that's how kingdom hearts two starts. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you know, as, as they got like farther into it, things got, um, more clear what was going on, but the, it, from what I gather, it kind of had a cold open to completely different characters. Yeah, very if, much so. They, and they, had, I have to mention, they hadn't played the Game Boy Advance games. Okay. Game yet. Well, even even that, like, yeah, the the intro to where you find Sora at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts Two doesn't make sense if you haven't played Chain of Memories. But at the same time, you can just kind of gloss over that. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I figured carry that was, on, you know. Uh, uh, a studio like Square wouldn't just like release a game where you had to get a handheld system to play. To well, I mean, understand. see, there, there's a whole big, uh, <laughs> a whole lot of other stuff going on there because the I've talked about this on the show before, but Kingdom Hearts is a strange series in that every game like a lot of people who are just passing fans or only play the number titles like they consider the handheld games to be spin-offs and unimportant when actually every single title that they've released has plot that's important to the overarching story that's all going to be tied up in kingdom hearts 3 and they came out in order on ps2 game boy advance ps2 ds psp ds 3 or 3ds and then they started doing the re-releases. And they've got a mobile game as well. And so if you wanted every game, you had to own a PS2, a Game Boy Advance, a DS, a 3DS, and a PSP. That's five different and that was, pieces that's of hardware. Over, that's over the course see, of like 10 years. Course of about, yeah, about 10 years. So that's... 
you know, that, that, that's not really completely out of the realm of possibility, but it is... It's one it's of the still... few video game series that I can say got that ambitious. Yeah, and, like, the, the diehard fans, I was one of... Like, the only console I didn't have when the game came out, when new games came out, was the PSP. My brother had a PSP, and I borrowed it from him to play Birth by Sleep when it came out. The rest of them, I made sure to get new consoles specifically for kingdom hearts because it's been my favorite series for ages now. But, um, but a lot of people can't afford that. You know, they're, it, that's just the way it is. You get one or two systems and that's what you've got. And it's just, it was so frustrating for the fan base to have every new game basically come out on a different system. And that's why they've made, put such an effort into making these compilations and remakes which I think is great because now they've got like six games available on PS3. And now that PS4 is out and well-established, they've got every game re- uh, previously made out and available in one set, in one collection, which you've got on PS4. So it's, it's relieving to finally be in an age where all the Kingdom Hearts games, mobile aside, are on one system. Yeah. Because that was such a big, big frustration for the community for so long. And it wasn't until like... I think 2008 that like Chain of Memories came out for PS2, which is quite yeah the somewhere on there. I think it was December 20 or 2007, that's, so basically 2008. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like quite the gap between the official release and waiting to play. If in case you know, oh, I can't buy. And by that point, you could have just put, probably just bought a DS or a Game Boy Advance or a DS to play the Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm, I'm definitely uh, feel like a kid again in that, you know, this is this is something I would have enjoyed immensely back then. Sure, that's but awesome. That's good to hear. Things were just kind of around that time. Things were just kind of competing for my attention, willy nilly. Yeah, for sure. And God, it, it, it's really hard for me to to imagine that that was two thousand two, <laughs> like sixteen it's, years ago. I always have trouble recommending what game to play first for people because you want to say Kingdom Hearts one because it's the first one. Mm-hmm. But then I I think I mentioned this on the last episode. Uh, but it's also the first game, so it's also the roughest around the edges. Yeah, uh, like. The and camera, like a bit of that. camera, is notoriously not great. the The three D platforming is a bit janky and frustrating. But uh, I, there's so many tweaks and touch ups made with the remaster that make it better. And also, I feel like Kingdom Hearts One could be a completely standalone story without any of the sequels or prequels, and still it still stands up well hmm. to me. That's interesting. It's I'll it's one of those things where like playing the the other games you see how it all like how they've made it all tie in and there's a tease at the end for if they didn't know how well it was going to sell or if it was going to be successful so he left it closed ended enough that it was cool but open ended enough that they could carry on if they were able to and obviously they were yeah that makes and that's difficult that to do sense. difficult to pull that off well i think to make it so that it could end or keep going and you'd be happy either way yeah that's very tough to write but I feel like Kingdom Hearts 1 does it really well. So far, I, I don't... My own... Like, a few niggling issues, like the janky... Some of the platform is a bit janky, like you said. Sure. Um, I wish I wish the gummy ship levels were more like Star Fox than they already are. 
Yeah, it's funny because like in Kingdom Hearts One, they they look and feel very like it's pretty obvious Star Fox was an inspiration for that, but it's just not as good. <laughs> I've heard they get a lot, but be- I've heard they're a lot better in two. Is what so like, much pretty better. much everybody has told me that they're better in two. So, uh, you know, as as a little thing to kill time between worlds, it's not it's not that big of a deal. And I'm I'm the type of RPG player who stocks up on everything I need like way ahead of time sure. so it's not like i have to keep going back to traverse town not that i'd mind because that theme is so good yeah yeah man it's it gets stuck in your head and you don't mind that it's stuck in your head <laughs> like all the music is just so yoko shimomura and it is so good top tier it's uh when i when i saw the uh kingdom hearts uh, orchestra live last year at E3 at 2017. Oh, like man. that's th- that's the only uh, time I've cried at a at a live performance or a live show. Like it was so good. Man, being a fan of like 15 years, and and you're not even like a big fan. Like you've just started getting into yeah. it. Yeah, I because yo, I mean like so many games that Yoko Shimura composed for were like the the Mario and Luigi games for the DS have such great music she did uh uh was it street fighter or soul caliber no she she did final fight she did a lot on final fight i think she did street fighter 2 i think you're right I, I, i just know there were there were a couple fighting games that she had some involvement with back in the day and i just can like never the, remember the, which ones the music for street fighter 2 like that was stuck in my head for a very young age because at the school I went to in the like the inside recess area they had a Genesis with a Genesis version of Street Fighter 2 and we would oh man we would play the hell out of that, that was, <laughs> I believe that was, you uh, that was a big hit in in the classroom that was like I don't know fourth or fifth grade that's awesome but her like she really just completely knocked it out of the park with the with the score for this it and it reminds me a lot of the stuff she'd do later for Final Fantasy fifteen. Sure, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think honestly the music is so far my favorite part because it it, it, it it's really it's kind of melancholy, but it still has that upbeat Disney feel to it. It's really good, yeah, yeah. You're definitely not alone in that opinion. And like the the remaster, I don't know what they did with the audio, but the audio is just top notch. It is fantastic. I'm not sure about the audio for Kingdom Hearts One, but I know the when they remade Kingdom Hearts One, they almost had to do it from the ground up because they had lost so many original assets. Uh, I don't think they like completely re-recorded all the audio. But the a lot of the models and a lot of the worlds they had to basically do again. Yeah, I can I can definitely see, even if the audio isn't re-recorded, it's it like given the quality of like voice acting that they had and the cast they had, I can see them having you know done a pretty bang up job originally. Sure. I I know the PS2 has some. Uh, pretty can have depending on what files you're using some pretty bad audio compression but like <laughs> yeah, it, this is you're not wrong. It, 
the the remasters of this so far to me feel like they could have been released like early PS4 era and held up pretty well apart from a couple rough edges so far. I I know the mobile games probably not the mobile but the portable titles are probably mm-hmm. you know a little rougher. What's what's the word I'm looking for uh lesser in scope? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh some of them. The 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 Nintendo handheld, well, not even just that. 358 over 2 days, the DS one and then recoded the other DS one. Uh, those two are probably less in scope. Like the worlds are smaller. Uh, they they do have voice acting as opposed to the Game Boy Advance one, but they're limited, you know. But then uh, in Birth by Sleep, which is the PSP one, and Dream Drop Distance, the 3DS, the PSP and the 3DS were advanced enough that they could handle a bit more. And uh, if and when you get to those on the collection, you can very easily tell. Uh, when you play Birth by Sleep, that these are bigger worlds than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And same with Dream Drop Distance. Like, Dream Drop Distance especially, because there's a whole new movement mechanic called Flow Motion, where you can, like, jump and glide and, like, jump really high vertically. You can just keep wall jumping and wall jumping and wall jumping. And so the, the levels are extremely vertical and tall, and it makes them feel a lot bigger and more open. And that's been like kind of a basis of inspiration for Kingdom Hearts 3, where the worlds are a lot larger and a lot bigger scope. And uh, so, and that and was I, originally handheld. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard 2 is obviously a lot, you know, they built on, yeah, sure. on, on the first game's strengths in that yep. the worlds are bigger and the graphics are better and whatnot. But... Like the graphics of one, at least on the remaster, are already like the the models they were working with originally are so good that it's even if all they did was and like you said, I they probably rebuilt a lot of it, but um, I I'm not sure how much they rebuilt for the remake of the first game, but. The art assets and the models are extremely high quality. Like even for, even for a game that's they, like sixteen they, they years old. Yeah, for being sixteen years old, they look like somewhat. They look like a PS3 game that somebody up-resed to 1080p. Well, I will say that that kind of is what's happened there because it was originally PS2, but then they didn't have a lot of them. So when they did the remakes for ps3 when they did the remake hd collections on ps3 they had to do a lot of that again and then when they did it to four they did upress the ps3 to ps4 so that's kind of what they did (laughs) but like kingdom hearts 2 still looks really good and still like runs so smooth and they didn't have that problem with kingdom hearts 2 if they did with one and it's only a few years newer than kingdom hearts 1 so I think that the yeah. quality and I I've seen I've seen more of two in motion than I have in one on the PS2 yep. and I remember being extremely impressed by how that game looked. It's even back in the day. It's neat because I've in the last couple of weeks just started replaying Kingdom Hearts two. Like I'm I'm not doing a big massive undertaking like a lot of people are to play replay every game before three comes out, but like I'm just kind of 
shuffling my way through a couple of them that I just haven't played in a few years. And uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, I'm playing for the first time in a few years. And having played so many of the other games in recent years, it's like so enlightening to go back like I completely understand everything going on in that random intro with other characters because and like all the context that sounds so confusing and cryptic because there have been other games that explain it and that's all really cool and then also going back to what we were just talking about with the animations and stuff like the drive forms where you have different abilities and two keyblades and stuff like those are so slick and smooth and like I played it on PS3 when it came out and even like in PS2, it was just PS2 era, and it was all cool and exciting because it was such a new thing then. And when it came out on PS3, yeah. the processing was a bit strange. Like it, it still played really nicely, but like when you transformed into your drive forms, it took like a good four or five seconds. Like you'd just be in the middle of hanging in midair, mid transformation, where the transformation is supposed to take like less than a second. And so that was like the big problem so the with game was kind of out, the game was kind of outstripping the technology yeah, yeah. that it was running. So even on. though it was on a more modern console on the PS3, for whatever reason there were some limitations there that it didn't quite uh what's the word? It didn't quite transition as well, I think. But then when they brought it to PS4 and it had the greater processing power, it it's so smooth and it's so quick and it's so slick and I love it so much. <laughs> So like it, it's it I'd looks be so good. To find out whether that's an, I'd be interested to find out if that's an emulation problem or if that's. Uh, I'm sure the information's out I, there. I just haven't dived deep enough to find it. <laughs> I've always been interested in like games that have been taken and either rebuilt or remade for uh, new system years later. Yeah. Like, Kind of like the Final Fantasy IV remake and all the changes oh, they sure, sure. made with that and making it 3D. Because Final Fantasy IV was my first Final Fantasy game. And replaying that on the 3DS was uh, in 3D, like n knowing how all of the characters and you know bosses were supposed yeah, to be yeah. and seeing the changes was really interesting to me. I know that the remake uh if the, at least the ps3 versions have uh some different like remixed visuals yep. like some of the some of the uh uh enemy models and stuff are different color palettes and whatnot yeah because i i remember one of my friends told me that the original like the wonderland boss was more kind of somber black and gold yeah color tone the the trick master and it yep yeah and i think probably one of the biggest ones is in traverse town the the guard armor the like mm, yeah. in the version you're playing it's like all yellow and red and blue and like bright colors it's uh it's almost like a palette with lots of different colors on it but the original yeah. one it's like all purple hmm i that's an interesting choice yeah i i, I got to say i kind of think I prefer the new one because each body part that you can target has a different color and it just kind of makes sure. more sense. And that's that's the kind of thing I'd be like interested in reading an interview about you know the the methodology and mindset behind changes like that. Yeah, like it makes me wonder like if they originally wanted it to be the color the more colorful version, 
but they just kind of had to step back because of limitations or anything. I, I don't yeah. know, but it's because I played for so long on the original versions when they brought out the remixes with the final mix versions. It was so it's still strange to me to see these updated colors. Yeah, the a lot of I think stuff like this might be you know, this is what we wanted to do with the game, but we just didn't have the time. Yeah. Because deadlines being the thing that they are, especially, you know, an untested as of then product project yeah, definitely. Like this. Yep, 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 yep. I think there were more changes to the second game. I was reading the change logs oh, for sure. a couple days ago. Yeah, I, it's the first game was mainly like, oh, you can move the camera with the thumbstick now. Yeah, there, uh, there are definitely more changes with two. Because I'm not sure if you're aware, but originally in Japan it was Kingdom Hearts, and then before Chain of Memories came out on the Game Boy Advance, they did like a year later Kingdom Hearts Final Remix, and that was basically like, if going by modern day uh, practices, it would probably be like, here's a big patch update to fix some things that we wanted in the final game, but we didn't have time to do before the release. So there's a hidden boss that is a tease for Kingdom Hearts 2, and there's the different color palettes for the enemies, and there's maybe a couple extra like side missions or side quests that you can do. Hmm. Um, I take it that was never released in the West. It was never released in the West until the PS3 collections hd yeah. collections and that's why like those hd collections were such a big deal it was a getting all the games on one console and then b getting the final remix versions because there was kingdom hearts kingdom hearts 2 and kingdom hearts birth by sleep all had final remix versions that came out about a year after their initial release and none of them ever made their way to anywhere outside of japan until the hd compilations so that's like why those groups were so doubly exciting for fans because we it was like we were getting to play new games because they had so much added content like kingdom hearts one has a couple extra fights and missions and color uh, swaps but like kingdom hearts 2 has ongoing additions throughout the whole game like there's several added cutscenes, some with voice acting some not uh there's several different missing bosses uh there's <sighs> something else i can't remember but like Kingdom hearts 2 it's almost like a different game because there's so much added content to it that's really fascinating to me i do you remember what year the ps2 got i i know they didn't really patch games with it mm -hmm. because internet speeds being what they were but the ps2 got online uh, connections well final fantasy 11 was their first big online endeavor and that was in like 2000 two or four because yeah. final fantasy so 10 was 2001 final fantasy 10 2 was like 2004 so it must have been 2003 or 2002 that 11 came out and i remember you know the internet speed we had around that time at our house my parents would have killed me if i downloaded a huge patch yeah review. yeah 100 percent and now we've got like now we've got like 10 megabytes per second upload downloads <laughs> yeah it's just really ridiculous to think about. Final Fantasy XI Online, that. PS2, May twenty or May sixteenth, two thousand two. So there you wow. go. Console MMO in two thousand two. I know, I right? A couple of my friends. <laughs> I remember a couple of my friends. That game was their life. When yeah, it came same. Out. 
That's just one that I never got into. That was literally same. less than three months after Kingdom Hearts 1 came out. Wow. Same year. Square really <laughs> stacked that release window. Yeah, no, they they had a lot of stacked release windows that in that uh, time. <laughs> and something about, at least so far, going into the games, I was a little hesitant because I, I, I was like... I have this weird nostalgia for Disney where some of the stuff I grew up with and some of it I just never was able to get into. Like, what are some examples? Um, I was really big into the Hercules movie. I saw that in theaters. Nice. So that was a really big one for me. Um, that's actually uh, great. I'll go into why in a minute, but that's great. Go on. The Little Mermaid I watched on VHS when I was a kid. Um, was that one that like you, you enjoyed Beauty, a lot or not so much? I did. I really liked okay. it. The animation was great. Uh, the story was great. The music was great. Um, but for some reason, I never had the same sort of experience with like Snow White or Sleeping Beauty. It just... I don't know if it was because those are a bit older or I what, but... would be willing to say so. I was a bit similar. Like, I mean, you think of our age range where our quote-unquote classic Disney movies are from, like, the 80s and 90s. So there's mm. the era of, like, Being the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King and Little Mermaid. And then if you go a little older, maybe things like The Rescuers and Oliver and Company. Or a little newer, like Lilo and Stitch and Mulan. Like, that... It's yeah, our I, kind of time frame. The the animation quality between all of like all of these time frames for stuff like you know Alice all mm. the way up to Mulan, the animation quality is so consistently good. Yeah. It doesn't feel like twenty or thirty years. But I'm I'm the same. And I never really got into things like Snow White and Cinderella and uh, like the original princess ones. Yeah. They just don't hold the same. Because I had this weird nostalgia for some parts of Disney, I was a bit worried about how, like, the Disney and Final Fantasy collab would gel mm. tonally. And I've got to say, I'm really impressed that it doesn't feel, like, Sora doesn't feel out of place standing next to, you know, Goofy and Donald. And that was very uh, carefully tailored. Like, they're, they're, the original design concept for Sora, he was like a lion boy. Uh, like, he, he looked kind of like Sora. Like, he's bipedal and stands on two feet and uh, carried... It was, like, instead of a keyblade, it was like a chainsaw. <laughs> but still, like, wow. a cartoony okay. chainsaw. But, like, he, he still yeah. stood like Sora does and has the spiky hair like Sora does. But he had a bit of a mane and a lion tail. And it was, like, a strangely different but still really similar character concept. But then they changed him to be more kid-friendly you know, gave him a key instead of a chainsaw and uh made him a boy instead of a lion and uh and that's why his shoes are so comically large because it's like mickey mouse shoes it he feels at home because yeah. his design is half final fantasy and half disney disney and like him the, the original characters sora riku and Kyrie, are like the 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 glue that holds it all together both you know story-wise and aesthetically yeah. And like I I guess I was worried that 
like it would there would be this tonal dissonance. Sure. Not that not that I mean Final Fantasy has always been very melodramatic, but it it seems like at least the 3D ones kind of shifted their storytelling into being a bit more complex than you'd see in your typical Disney film. Yeah, definitely. Which I I guess my <laughs> that that was kind of my original reaction when I, this game was first announced too, which I guess my my uh worries about the story not being complex enough were uh incredibly unfair. <laughs> yeah, it's it definitely has a good complex story. It's it's but funny because like, like the tone of it is so different from something like Metal Gear, but Metal Gear is like the series that it's compared to almost most often because they've both got just such crazy, ridiculous stories that like every game is important in some way. And you just like, you have to have a flow chart to keep track of it all. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see the comparison, but like I, I'm I'm really impressed that they've managed to tie everything together in a way that feels cohesive. Yeah, definitely. Even things like in more recent games where they've kind of retconned things from the first game, they've done it in such yeah. impressive and poignant ways that like if you keep playing through and play all of them, like I think you'll be really surprised and impressed. Yeah, I I'm going to try and get I don't know if I'll get through all of them before. Oh, comes sure. Out yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because... It's two months away. I wouldn't expect anyone to try and start right now and beat all of them before then. That's too much. <laughs> I could, but that would probably burn me I was out on video say, games for quite a while. You'd get time. burnt out not just on video games, but on Kingdom Hearts. And I, uh, if I'm trying to get people into the series, I would much rather you take it at your own pace. Yeah, don't rush. Yeah, Enjoy it. Soak it in. The, if you want to play games the style where like you collect everything and unlock everything, great. You do that. You take your time with it. Don't try and rush to afford Kingdom Hearts three. At the very uh, the worst case scenario, you beat the games in like two three years, and then Kingdom Hearts three is going to be dirt cheap. <laughs> I'm. I don't get the same fear of missing out that a lot of people do with brand new releases. That's so good. Yeah, it's. I know some people who get it really bad and it must mm. be really hard for them because there is like just the next three months is stacked with stuff yep. like smash and I'm personally looking forward to ace combat seven, but that's ben. all in a, like a two month period. So for me, same day as smash is the Katamari, Katamari reroll, the Katamari oh, Damacy remake, same day as smash. And then also, in the week before Kingdom Hearts 3 releases, there's the, the Resident Evil 2 remake. And, oh my god, yeah. Uh, Travis, Travis Strikes Back, No More Heroes, which I'm looking forward the to. It's RE a remake. little more niche, but... The RE remake is going to be my first time going into a remake of a game that I like, literally love and know cherish. Like the back of my hand. Yeah. That was me I, with Kingdom Hearts. I, I can I understand it, appreciate to, it. I managed to do the speed run for to get the rocket launcher um, wow awesome too when i was a kid and like i know pretty much everything about that game and it's going to be weird to see it rendered in full three dimensions using the the um frankly ridiculous <laughs> resident evil 7 engine yeah no that's awesome i know a lot of people super hyped about that and it's really exciting like it seems like they're taking a lot of care and uh <sighs> caution yeah, it, with it it 
what I've seen hits all the same beats, like story beats, as the mm. original. It's just feels like a completely different experience because you're seeing it from a over-the-shoulder perspective instead of a fixed camera angle with pre-rendered yeah, okay. backgrounds. Right. Like a lot of a lot of times, I watch the gameplay. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's that part of the police station. Sure, of, because like you say, you're seeing it from a different angle. It's it's a lot more subtle than just like the original remake was, which, you know, is, is basically just rebuilding that game to run on the GameCube. Right. Well, um, going back for a minute, uh, when you were talking about the Disney movies that you really enjoyed growing up and that mm-hmm. you were worried about transitioning to uh, the Kingdom Hearts games. When you said you uh, are a big fan of Hercules, I thought, gosh, he's going to be pretty stoked because Hercules, like there are a few, they try and shake up the worlds in most of the games, but there are a few that keep popping up like Agrabah is in a lot of them and Olympus Coliseum is in a lot of them. And there's another one I can't remember, but those are probably the two most frequent worlds that you go to are Aladdin and Hercules. But the difference being that Aladdin in Agrabah, you get to explore the town, the market, and you get to go to the Cave of Wonders, and you explore a bit in the desert, and there's there's a lot of places that you can go throughout the games, whereas Olympus, it's always the Colosseum. Like, it's used as the tournament ground, so, like, they'll hold tournaments throughout the game. You can go back there and fight different challenges. And in Kingdom Hearts 2, you get to go to the Underworld as well, which adds a little bit, but it's, like, the Colosseum and the Underworld. So you get to experience uh, Hades' domain, but above ground it's just the coliseum uh and finally in kingdom hearts 3 there it's not the olympus Coliseum. like the world is called olympus coliseum and all the other ones this one it's olympus and you get to go to mount olympus you get to meet zeus you get to go to the town of thebes you get to explore like the world of olympus instead of just the coliseum and that's like really like they're trying to get all these new, more modern Disney worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3, which makes sense from a marketing standpoint, from a popularity standpoint, for sure. But, like, it's nice to see that, like, this, that one of the only returning worlds is one that you were so restricted to before. Like, you only got to explore such a minute area of it, and now it's going to be opened up so wide, and it's so exciting. Yeah, I was looking at it on the, because it just said Coliseum on the, um, on the menu when I yeah. was first selecting where to go. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll go there second because I yeah. thought it was just going to be, a, you know, combat heavy. Sure. But... I mean, it, I, it, it's got a story with it, just like all the other Disney worlds. There's a story to follow and stuff going on. But I mean, eventually it does... Uh, like, the other worlds, you finish to them and you don't really go back unless you're doing grinding and item hunting. But uh, Coliseum, you've frequently return back to for more tournaments cool i'm glad to hear that because i i do enjoy the combat and like it's it's action rpg but there's enough of the uh there's enough of the final fantasy customization that yeah definitely makes it makes it interesting with the they, item, with the equipable items and the abilities and stuff have they released a full list of worlds for three yet uh, not a full, uh, there's not, it's not, let me not stumble over my words. <laughs> it hasn't been confirmed whether all the worlds have been announced or not. Uh, they, there's, 
a lot of people believe that, yeah, they've all been announced, but a lot of people are like, no, they haven't made an official statement saying that's all the Disney World, so there's probably, like, one more. And actually, uh, just recently, Tetsuya Nomura announced that there will be three trailers coming out in December, uh, and one of them is titled the Final Trailer, So, which is surprising that they'll release a final trailer, like, a month out. I figured the final one would be, like, the launch trailer a week before the game comes out, but... yeah. At any rate, if there's still a world to be shown off, they better do it soon because they also said before that they will show, they will reveal all Disney worlds before the release. So if there's still one that they haven't announced, then I don't know what it could be because so I feel I'm... like I feel like Frozen was supposed to be a big reveal for them and Pixar worlds were supposed to be a big reveal for them and those have yeah. all come out. And they've already said that Big Hero 6 is, like, the most recently released Disney movie that made it into the game. So it's not going to be, like, Moana or Zootopia or anything like that. So... I'm trying to remember. It's That seems like it came out really recently, but I know it was at Big least Hero 6. three years ago. Big Hero 6 was, like, 2014 yeah. or 13. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Let me just check. I have... I, uh, 2014. Thought it was uh, more recent. I don't know. Than I that. guess it was. Yeah, because I guess maybe it's just been enduringly popular, which it was yeah, a really good sure. movie. I'm oh yeah, definitely. I'm glad it's going to be in three because that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, San Francisco is going to be wild just because of how big and open the city is. But yeah, so I that's wonder... that's uh, four years old already. Four years. <laughs> wow. <sighs> I mean, you think about the craze of Frozen, and that's like five years old now. Oh my God! Yeah, that that seems. <laughs> with, Soon with enough, they'll be announcing the live-action remake. Yeah, that's that's wild to me that we're already getting a live-action Frozen. No, oh, I mean, I said soon enough they'll be announcing it. They haven't actually. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't I, surprise me in the least. No, me either. I'm kind of surprised there isn't one already because, like, it is still huge every year around yeah. Christmas. Yeah. But when you think about it, they're they're doing their live-action remakes in increasingly rapid succession. Like, it just in the last few months, we've got the first trailers for Aladdin and Dumbo and Lion King, which are, God, that, I think, two Lion of them King are coming cast. out next year and one's the year after. And they're also working on Mulan and... The Little Mermaid, I think. That cast so. for The Lion King is just packed. Awesome. Like, really, I, really, I really can't, good. Even if it's not technically live action. Yeah, I yeah. I know people that. are people are arguing semantics there. It's live action enough. It's live action like The Jungle Book was live action. Yeah. I cannot wait to see that. That's going to be... But I 3 is going to be really interesting to me to see what they exactly they do with all of the, you know, the older worlds like sure. Wonderland or Agrabah or... Well, again, it's, it's not really how they're doing it because they try and shake up worlds. So the world, the Disney worlds that are announced for Kingdom Hearts 3 so far, if I can recall them off the top of my head, are uh, based on Big Hero 6, Frozen, Tangled, Hercules, Winnie the Pooh, Pirates of the Caribbean... Toy Story, Monsters, Inc. And that's eight. Monsters, Inc. will be... That's kind Monster, of a... I'm really excited for Monsters, Inc. Yeah, I am too. It's kind of a kind of a different pull 
for considering the time frame. Yeah. I I think uh because this is the first game that's going to have Pixar worlds and so they want Toy Story because that's like the first Pixar oh, movie. Yeah. And then Monsters Inc is probably one of the most popular ones. I'd say that and Finding Nemo are the other most yeah, Finding Nemo is like I know kids who are who are just now still getting into Finding Nemo. Yeah, like it's it's is... very lasting for sure. And I feel like there's no like water world like Atlantico is present in several Kingdom Hearts games, but it's not like you can have Ariel as a summon in Kingdom Hearts three, but you're not going back to Atlantica as far as we know. So if they added a world that was like water world, I'm sure it would be Nemo, but there's been no announcement, so I'm not expecting it. Yeah, that would be. Water worlds are always really tough to do, because you don't sure. want to have the gameplay be, you know. Uh, Super Mario sixty four did them pretty well, I think. And, yeah, well, it's, it's... It, it also terrified me when I was younger that eel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, though, it's different for Kingdom Hearts because uh, I don't know if you've reached a part where they do this yet, but certain worlds they'll adapt. Sora, Donald, and Goofy—that is—they'll adapt their look to blend in with the world. So, like in Kingdom Hearts two, when you go to Pride Rock, they're animals. Like oh. Donald and Goofy are already animals, but Sora becomes a lion cub. And you're walking on all fours, and you're holding your keyblade in your mouth. <laughs> uh, but so when you're in Atlantica, you're not like gasping for air. Sora becomes like a dolphin boy, and Donald or uh, Goofy becomes like a turtle, and Donald is I can't even remember. But yeah, they all become aquatic beings while they're there to adapt. Interesting. Can't say and I so, expected that, but yeah. So that, you you're swimming underwater with Ariel with the mermaids, and uh, in that's a Kingdom good Hearts way to one, make a water level. Yeah, yeah, and so if they made a Nemo level, I'm sure they would be like fish, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or maybe they'd go to their Atlantica forms for all we know. But that's a that's a good way to make a water level that doesn't feel like uh, you know oh here I am a human in the water. It yeah, definitely. Controls like garbage. <laughs> yeah. Well, the controls are still janky in mm. Kingdom Hearts One, and in Kingdom Hearts Two, they want to go back to Atlantica, but they circumvent it by it's not a fighting world. Like there are no Heartless, there are no enemies there. Instead, it's purely a side quest world, and it's full of rhythm games. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting, so and kind of fits with the theme too, because sure, you know the the movie had all the music in it. Hmm. People were kind of worried that uh, when Frozen World was announced that it would be a rhythm game world. But I'm like, no, there's too much going on in Frozen that they're not just going to leave it for a gimmicky world. They're going to make it a proper world. So Yeah. And it they, is. I wouldn't be so – I would be incredibly surprised if it was just uh, that. A because, throwaway world. Because, like, that is a huge Disney property. And they would be yeah. like, you know, you got to do – you got to do a whole story with these characters. Yeah, you have to do it and justice. I'm, I'm, I think, despite despite the uh, somewhat infamous reputation Frozen has developed, especially mm -hmm. among like holiday shoppers and parents, I think it's a really good movie. Oh, I agree, and it like it's going to stand the test of time, for sure. Oh yeah, like there was in this oh, yeah. age where like everything and anything is criticized, whether rightfully so or not because the internet is cynical and terrible <laughs> so yeah. like if anything is super popular it's also going to get a lot of hate because yep. people just can't stand seeing other people happy uh so it's i think completely for okay sure, to like popular things 
Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely 100% feel like Frozen is going to stand the test of time and it's going to be like the Lion King for some people. And it's going to be like that childhood favorite that you just never get tired of for some people. And that's totally cool. It is. It it is completely 100% okay to like popular things. And there is very often good reason that they're popular. And I think that's not something, uh, I think that's something a lot of people need to hear. It's like one of the things I love most about Frozen is how it's like, I think Disney started doing this a little bit before Frozen, but it's in Frozen where they really start to break the fourth wall and become self-aware and say like, you know, you can't marry someone you just met. And that's like a Disney staple is marrying someone you just met. <laughs> and like, uh, it just the jokes they take at their own expense are so blatant and legitimately funny. And it's not refreshing to see them try and break some formulas and shake things up. It's not true love's kiss that saves the day. It's an act of true love between sisters. And that's really cool. I, I that's probably my favorite thing about it, honestly, is that yeah. that they messed with the standard they took a what could have been a very rote Disney story and yep. screwed around with the standard tropes and challenge conventions. Yeah, definitely. So Absolutely, like you say, it's it's okay to like popular things and it's okay to just like things, full stop. <laughs> I'm really excited to play the Monsters Inc. world because that was a huge movie for me when I was a kid. See, uh, was... when when it was first rumored that there were going to be Pixar worlds, or like even before it was rumored, when people were just like, oh, why don't they put Pixar worlds in? Like, I really want Monsters Inc. as a world because, like, part of the idea with Kingdom Hearts is you're traveling to different worlds. And in Monsters, Inc., there's all these doors, literal doorways to the human world or to different parts of the world. And so I'm like, they could even, like, make Monsters, Inc. a hub world where you use those, like, because in some Kingdom Hearts games, like, you close off the pathways so you can't use the gummy ships anymore or you have to find a different way to travel through between worlds. I'm like, that would be, like, a perfect way to circumvent these closed pathways find the monsters inc world somehow and be like i'm going through these doorways and they're taking me to other worlds like that, yeah, that, would be that such makes a, a lot of sense that's not how they're doing it but i'm still intrigued to see how they incorporate the doors because i know they're going to do you know if they got john goodman and billy crystal to do no there, there's work? some of the big name voices that are not in it they're not in it uh i don't think i've heard sully talk in a cutscene yet but uh there have been a few bits of Mike Wazowski speaking, and it's it's a pretty good imitator. Um, they same... like e- even the Dan. I have heard some of the the uh, guy they got to do. Oh, what's his name? The Seder in the Hercules worlds, and he does a pretty spot on this... Danny DeVito. Oh, oh, right, uh, Phil. Yeah, that's it. yeah. No, he's pretty good. So, he's a solid, like... solid replacement. <laughs> I, I, I think that there's enough voice talent out there that it won't be too jarring. For sure. Yeah, they've they've got a lot of really solid, like, B-grade actors that uh, are recurring and come back for almost all of them. But then there's, like, the, the A-list actors that they just can't get back. Like, the ones that did the Disney movie because it's a Disney movie, but they're not they, – yeah, they're not going to do a video game. It's like in Toy yeah. Story, in the Toy Story world, they're, they don't have uh, – Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, but they still oh God, sound that good. Would be a huge, <laughs> yeah. Getting but, Tom Hanks for a video game would—I don't know if he's even done one. But here's the thing: the brilliant thing about uh, Woody in video games is that 
uh, Tom Hanks has a brother, Jim Hanks, and he does Woody's voice acting in all the video games. So Disney Infinity in Toy Story 3 video game and also in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's Jim Hanks. So it's still like the same. It's literally his brother. So it sounds pretty good. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't even know he had a brother. No, That's... me neither. Until until I learned about I like last year I learned this t- fun fact, but it's awesome. <laughs> like what a good way to find someone to do this big popular voice. Like just get their brother. Yeah. Sweet, awesome, <laughs> and it gives him constant work. I'm sure. They so and, and like great. they don't have to use. Every like, there's a lot of characters in a lot of worlds, so getting yeah, exactly. they don't have to use every single one. Yeah, like they've uh, they've actually done a really good job with Kingdom Hearts three. I think like in Tangled, they've got the voice for Rapunzel, they've got the voice for Flynn, and they've got the voice for Mother Gothel. Uh, so like Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi and uh, Donna Murphy, they've got all three of them returning. Mm. Uh, uh, Frozen, they've got Idina Menzel and uh, Jonathan Groff and josh gad so like they've got all the main characters from frozen coming back for it which is awesome too so like they've done a really good job of getting people to come back it's just those those ones that are just a bit above the pay grade of a video game (laughs) i really like that with even though i'm like not as up on a lot of the modern disney movies especially Mm -hmm. the animated ones as i you know as i could be I like that they've. I I remember stuff like Monsters Inc. and other Pixar and Disney movies being just packed with star power in when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, and they've they've taken a chance on smaller actors. Yeah, definitely, and it's given some, them some breakthroughs. Yeah, I I I that's a that's a really neat thing that they've done with their more recent movies that I'm a huge yeah. fan of. Hundred percent. I'm I'm thinking actually going back to the Disney Worlds. If they have one more Disney World to announce, I kind of really hope it's Princess and the Frog, because it's uh it has come out since Kingdom Hearts two, so it's still one of the newer ones. But it was like the last traditionally animated one before they got rid of that studio, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and just focused solely on 3D. And so it'd be a nice way to kind of tie it with the the worlds that were in the old games and also have it feel modern from new games and also because it's like kingdom hearts if there's a big problem i have with kingdom hearts is that it's uh got a pretty typical problem with uh people of color and like most people that aren't white are bad guys and it could really use a world full of uh people of color that are important and good guys and I think that would yeah, be really great just for people one. to see. I should I should rectify that. I like it. It's it's one that I think didn't do as well as they were hoping it would. Uh, but I've been watching it a lot lately because my daughter likes it, and I'm well. She's she likes what I show her basically. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's one that it's one that I showed her, and she enjoyed enough to ask for again. And so I've seen it a couple times in the last few months, and I quite like it. Like it's got again a good mix of classic Disney formula with new stuff. It's not quite as self-aware. It still follows some uh, tropes, but it's a solid Disney movie for sure with good music, good animation. Like the animation feels very, very uh, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast-ish to me. They got Keith David, Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah. It's got got a good cast. cast. And Randy Newman did all the music. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to see this. (laughs) Yeah, Keith David, I believe, is... uh, 
uh, Dr. Facilier, the bad guy, and he's really, really good. Yeah, he is immediately recognizable in almost everything <laughs> he does. Such a good voice. It, it really is. I remember when I first played Halo 2 and they had the Arbiter levels, and I was like, oh, it's that guy! Cause I didn't yeah, know <laughs> that then. guy, exactly. He's he's very much a, oh, it's that guy's voice. <laughs> and he's been in so much stuff since then. Mm. Just not only games, but movies. So, yeah. I, I feel like if they have another Disney World yet to announce, it's got to be like something they were saving for last, like a big crazy announcement like and i like i said i feel like the big crazy announcements would have been the pixar worlds and frozen and maybe pirates because it's live action but they've already yeah. done pirates in kingdom hearts 2 so i don't know i don't feel like they've got one that could be a big banger of a surprise and i don't think princess and the frog would be it but i'd, I'd sure love to see it make its way in so pirates is in two yes wow <laughs> that's that wow. was one of the Kingdom Hearts 2 was great because it's kind of like Super Smash Bros. Melee to me in that, like, Melee all of a sudden had some really random character choices, like uh, Roy and Marth from these Fire Emblem games that never, ever came to the West and nobody knew who they were. And Mr. Game and Watch? Are you kidding me? That's cool and crazy and weird. Whereas Kingdom Hearts 2 has uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is the first live-action Disney movie that they've brought out in a Kingdom Hearts series. And since then, they've also done uh, Tron Legacy with, mm. like, the live-action looking and Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. But, I think that would work really well, the, the Tron aesthetics, because it be... uh, yeah, it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's different because in Kingdom Hearts 2, you go to, like, Tron's world, and it's very uh, stylized and cartoony to match more with, like, a Disney cartoon rather than t- making them look lifelike. But then mm-hmm. in Dream Drop Distance, you go back to the grid, and uh, it's the life like uh the real life animation like pirates but at any rate like kingdom hearts 2 had that like you're going to tron's world you're going to the pirates of the caribbean you're going to like steamboat willie black and white and so like kingdom hearts 2 like super smash brothers melee has just those surprise out of nowhere random worlds and it's really enjoyable i think because of those they're not just going for what's popular and what's fresh and what's new they're going for what's interesting and different and I really hope, like, so yeah, far that's... the ones in Kingdom Hearts 3 are all very recent and popular new or returning, like, Winnie the Pooh and Hercules. So I feel like if they are going to announce more, they should be announcing some things like that, some out of left field, some, like, Sword in the Stone or the Rescuers Down Under or something. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Something that no – or, like, the, the Great Mouse Detective. Like, that would be awesome. Oh, now that's a pull. Wow. Yeah, like – how awesome would it be for them to just out of nowhere be like, oh, by the way, you're going to meet Basil of Baker Street. That would be awesome. What I think when you said that what surprised me most about Pirates of the Caribbean being in 2 is that the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is that old already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like from 2001 or something. Yeah, wow. I saw that in theaters too. Whew. Yeah, yeah, that same. Feels like, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's it can't be. Yep, it is. It is. It is. You are that old. <laughs> Two thousand. The yeah, the Curse of the Black Pearl was oh three. So oh three. Like, okay, uh, so it was after Kingdom Hearts one, before Kingdom Hearts two. So it was still pretty new and popular property for Kingdom Hearts two. And I remember, um, I remember the black and white Steamboat Willie level being shown off in Game Informer. I think it was. 
and yep. that looked really impressive. That you know, my, the, the, the the aesthetic. My favorite part about it is that, like, a they give uh, Donald and Goofy like their original character designs in the world, and they make Sora look like he was drawn up in the 1930s or something. But <laughs> my favorite part is the sound design in that level, in that world because as soon as you enter it, it's got that like mono sound like it's not a stereo sound it's it's very much like muffled it and hey what's this world we look so different and like as soon as <laughs> like because there's a cutscene before you go in the world and then the cutscene as soon as you land in the world and it's immediately different how it sounds and it sounds like an old low quality audio and it's so like the attention to detail is just mwah. yeah that's it's really definitely... cool definitely something that seems to be a high point for this series like in particular like the facial rigging that yeah. they do for the first game is pretty amazing all the different expressions mm. they're all very you know they're both lifelike and realistic but also very cartoony and exaggerated yeah definitely and that only gets better as the series goes on and i, I i'm really excited to dive into two that is one of my best friend's favorite games. Yeah, it's, it's... He has Sorry, talked that up to me for years. Kingdom Hearts 2 is highly... Uh, is widely regarded as the best Kingdom Hearts game to date. Until 3, at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. To date, like I said. Yeah. But, man, I think I think if you're only a few worlds into Kingdom Hearts 1 and you're enjoying it, then you're in for a treat. And I'm excited to yeah, hear I, how you go. I'm really liking it, and I will definitely keep you updated on my progress. I'm definitely awesome. gonna gonna keep at it. I usually play uh, about two two hours a day or so. So nice. That's I, awesome. I, I know it's I know it's not like a I know it's not like a hundred hours unless you really want to do everything. Yeah, sure. Which no, if, I, if, I, if if you just go through the main story, you'll beat it in like thirty hours. Maybe and I, I prefer that, honestly, nowadays. Same. There's just so much for me to do and so many things that want my attention. that Too much media to consume. I, I, I kind of got into that trap with Persona 5, which I, yeah. I consider to be really good, but also way too long. Sometimes when you just naturally fall into a game and you spend dozens and dozens and maybe 100 hours in it, like as an adult... Like, that feels really nice to just fall into a world so completely. But it's not I, something that you can, like, make yourself do with every game that comes out. You can't 100% everything. Like, you could dedicate that time as a kid. Yeah. I Like, I have I have 391 hours in Elite Dangerous for Dang. PC. Which, over, you know, since that came out in, like, 2014. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of time. <laughs> It it is extremely addictive. I've heard good and things. That's just uh, a lot of that was in VR too, so it's really easy to get immersed that sure. way. But I think I think the the days of me playing like a hundred and fifty hour RPG, unless well it's, behind, yeah, unless it's something extremely special. Like I completed Persona Five. But by the end, I felt kind of like this This could have been like 20 hours shorter and I still would have enjoyed it. Probably right. enjoyed it a little bit more. And I, yeah. I, I like that these games don't seem to wear out their welcome like that. 
Yeah, for sure. For me, like I used to love when games were like, oh, it's twice the size of the previous game. Like that was so awesome. But nowadays, I hear the map is four times bigger. Like oh. Fallout Four is four times as big as Fallout Three, and I'm like, oh god, why? Yeah. Just, no, thank you. So Breath much of the Wild do. is I... twice the size of Skyrim. Oh, but why? <laughs> Something... Does it need to be? <laughs> it really doesn't. Like Skyrim's one of its biggest strengths is that its map is big, but it's also it's also Not too big. It is, but the, it, there are subtle ways in which they make it smaller, like funneling you around the mountains and having it fairly packed full of things to get lost in. Right. Okay. So it. It feels smaller than it actually is, which is a really weird thing to say. At least no, I hear it does to I me. get it, though. So. Well, anyway, I think uh, we've been going well over an hour, and usually I try and cap these at 45 minutes, but we've just oh, okay. had some good chatter. No, we, we've had good chatter, so I haven't like felt compelled to stop, but I feel we should probably start wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go get dinner anyway. Yeah, fair enough. It's lunchtime for me, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going on 518 here, so I should probably and think 11, about... 11 in the morning here. Oh, boy. Well, uh, so, thank you for having me on. It was really great oh, to chat with you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, definitely. I like how we just fell into a rhythm and just, like, kept going. It's good. Like I said, I like to cap the time, but I also, like, when you get in a rhythm, I just don't want to stop. Yeah. And so. once I've played... I'd love to be on again once I've actually played through the majority of the games and maybe three I'm keen. Yeah, it's it's great because I've got that with a few people. Uh, my cousin, I've talked into playing it, and he came on a few months ago, and uh, he like he's he doesn't have a lot of time to play games at all, and like he started playing Kingdom Hearts one four or five months ago, and he's at the final boss now. <laughs> so he's oh, wow. gonna come back after every game, but it's gonna be a while. So yeah, I'd love to have. I love having different perspectives of people going through, especially for the first time. So I think you're like the third person that I've talked to who's just starting the series. And I like seeing how different people get on with it. So absolutely. You let me know when you want to come back on and we'll have you back on. I will. Do, I'll do that. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And it was really nice finally talking to you person to person. Yeah. Yeah. We've, well, we've been friends online for a few years now and this is the first time we've like chatted, right? Yeah, really. <laughs> That's, that's actually one of my favorite things about this podcast, too. I may have mentioned this before, too, but there's the same thing with several other people. A lot of people that I've just made friends with online who I've talked to for the first time doing the podcast, and it's nice doing that, you know? It's, it, it I, I enjoy it. It's it really good. is, and I'm, I'm really glad you had me on because it was a lot of fun, and I'm really liking the series, and I will hopefully be back to talk about it more. Sounds great. Love to have you. So uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, people can find you at heavyblogisheavy.com. Is that yep. right? That is cool. correct. And we do uh, reviews uh, from extreme metal and other genres like jazz and indie. And we Very post good. content every day uh, to our Facebook and our website. You awesome. can check us out. We'd really appreciate it. Do that. They're good people. They so are. thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been episode 16 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff. You can find the show on Twitter at Chaos K, that Chaos Cast, that's Chaos with a K. And you can find me as, on Twitter as well at Zachary P. Lyons, that's L-Y-O-N-S. Chaos is a part of the Nerd Pals Network, which you can find at nerdpals.network and by searching for Super Nerd Pals on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, where you can also find our other shows, Super Nerd Pals and Left for Dread. 
Thanks again for listening to Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. May your heart be your guiding key.